Good morning and welcome to the Mental Health Worship of the NCSA. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, you are such an amazing God to us. Lord, you forgive our sins, you forgive our trespasses, you forgive even our rebellion against you. And Lord, my prayer is is that Lord, that we will truly understand this mercy that you give us, this long-suffering that you have towards your people, and that we will manifest the same unto others who have hurt us, whether intentionally or unintentionally. But Lord, that we will learn from you and that your word will guide us as to how we can respond and how we can understand the things that happen to us that hurt us and how to respond to them. This is my prayer in your name. Amen. I'd like to read for you for our verse this morning from the book of Genesis, chapter 44, verse 16. It reads, and Judah said, What shall we say unto the Lord? And what shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? God has found out our iniquity of his servants. And behold, we are thy Lord's servant. Behold, we and he also to whom the cup is found. The title for my talk this morning is, They Know That They Are Wrong. A few years back, my husband was driving with one of his colleagues from work and this young man liked to mention all the ladies that he had been with and managed to sleep with throughout his past few years. And my husband never rebuked him when he used to talk about these things until one day he said to my husband, aren't you supposed to tell me that I'm wrong? To which my husband replied, isn't you asking me this question a confirmation that you know that it's wrong? And there really is no need for me to tell you that it's wrong because you actually already know. And besides, would you listen to me if I were to rebuke you? The friend agreed to the wisdom of which he had explained to him. Now, most people know what they do is wrong, especially when it comes to intentional sin, the sin that we are dealing with the past few days. And how we respond to the intentional sins that others commit towards us. In other words, when other people wrong us intentionally, um, we need to learn from the Bible. And remember that the sin of Avon, the sin of um, of intentional sin, where you know what is wrong, but you still do it, um, that this can only happen when the person knows that they are doing wrong. So probably what has happened is that they've graduated in their sin. They have moved from the sin of kata, the unintentional sin, the sin of ignorance, to where they now know what they're doing is wrong. And firstly, they might have done it ignorantly, but now after you've spoken to them, now they know they're doing it intentionally. Because remember what we said when it comes to the steps of kata, where somebody does not know that they have hurt you. What we should do, the Bible said we should first love them. And then because love covers a multitude of sins, we should pray for them. Because, you know, you can't really pray for somebody if you are angry or hateful towards them. And you should first do introspection and remove the log from your own eye. Then you can go and rebuke them privately and tell them what they have done wrong in order to win them back, in order to get them to do what is right. And if you have righteous anger, you know, in other words, if they have done something which um, justifies righteous anger, and I recommend you go listen to the talk on righteous anger again. Um, But if you do have righteous anger, just remember that, you know, don't go and make a mistake yourself. Don't go and, and sin in your anger. And then the Lord says that we should forgive the person. But then Matthew 16 says, if this person has not heard you when you have privately rebuked them, then take another person with you or even two, um, so that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word can be established. And what is happening here in this verse is we 
we're seeing how the person is moving from unintentional sin, sins of ignorance, now moving into a kind of intentional sin, the sin of avon in the Hebrew or anomia in the Greek. In other words, if they still do not hear you, if, you, if, if you've now gone and you've rebuked them, not just privately, but in the presence of others, if, you, if they still do not hear you, then they are being intentional. But then the Bible gives us certain, um, you know, clues on how to deal with these kind of intentional sins. Um, and in the King James Version, it uses the word iniquity, as we said before. In the Hebrew, it's the word avon, or in the Greek, it's the word anomia, for this intentional sin, where now the person knows what they're doing, but they still continue doing it. Psalms 119 verse 133, we can learn a lot from David, because he dealt with all of these various levels of sin. He says, order my steps in thy word, and lot, let not any in iniquity have dominion over me. In other words, David is still saying, even though now I'm dealing with a different kind of level of sin, he says, still, let me take the log out of my own eye. He says, Lord, please help me so that I do not do intentional sins. And then, of course, you know, we still warn them. We still go ahead and warn them, despite the fact that they are doing intentional sins. And we warn them because we have to care for their salvation. Ezekiel 33 verse 8 tells us this. It says, when I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, um, you will surely die if you do not speak and warn the wicked from his wicked way. The wicked will die in his iniquity. Um, but if you do warn him, then his blood will not be required from your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked of his wicked way and he does not turn from his way, then he shall die in his iniquity, but you will be delivered from that responsibility. In other words, the Bible is telling us here that even though this person is doing intentional still, it is still your, your, your duty to warn them. And the reason that you need to warn them and go and speak to them, maybe with two or three people, and Matthew 18 verse 16 says, if they still don't listen with two or three people, then take them to the church. Um, you are doing this for one specific reason. You're doing this to save them. You are warning them because of the love that is in your heart for the wayward sinner so that you can save them. And then to be aware or that we, our emotions of what we feel when people have harmed us or, or hurt us. Um, the Bible tells us in Psalms 37 verse 1 to 2, David is saying that we should not fret over evildoers and we shouldn't become jealous about them. It says, fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. In other words, those who do intentional sins. Indeed, they soon will be like grass and like the herbs, they will fade away. In other words, if they do not repent after they have been warned, you know, don't sit and toss and top and turn about everything that they are doing that is wrong and that they're getting away with it because they won't get away for it with it forever. Um, God will deal with them. Um, we need to be careful that a lot of times when people hurt us, the, the real danger is the emotional and the cognitive stress. In other words, our own thinking and the anger inside of us that eats up our joy more than the actual transgression. We need to look inwardly as to why what the transgressions of other people are doing to our emotions and our thoughts. Um, ask yourself, you know, has this type of transgression against you gotten you into a bitterness? Has bitterness become a reality to, to you? Have you have you moved into this kind of attitude of bitterness? And we've had a talk about bitterness, and I recommend that you go and revisit it. Be careful that intentional sins, when people commit intentional sins against you, that your own emotions of bitterness, your own cognitive stress does not carry you away. 
And then be careful of the desire of revenge. I see here in, in the Psalm of David, Psalm 44, uh, 41 verse 5, where he says, My enemies speak evil against me. And he says, When will they die? When will his name perish? Um, it says, And he comes to see me and he speaks evil against me. He, his heart gathers iniquity against me. The sin of Avon, the intentional sin. Um, when he goes ab- around, he, he speaks against me. He whispers hate against me. And he devises evil plans to hurt me. In other words, David is speaking here about somebody who is very intentionally going out of their way in order to hurt him. But it's interesting that he says, when he says, when will they die? When will they perish? He does not say, when can I kill him? When can I take revenge on them so that they can, you know, be wiped off the face of the earth? And I'm reminded of the time when David was ravaged by his own, you know, father-in-law, King Saul, and where King Saul was hunting him down. And even though David had numerous opportunities to take revenge, he never did. He always left it in the Lord's hands. And this is really what we should do. We should follow the example of King David. King David prayed in Psalms 64 verse 2 um, about the iniquity that his enemies did against him. And he prays to the Lord and asks that the Lord will hide him. He says, hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. In other words, he's saying, Lord, they're not going to necessarily stop because they've chosen to do these things intentionally. But will you hide me under the shadow of your wings? Will you keep me from the, the evil that they plan against me. And this is what we can do. We can pray that the Lord will hide us even though people have wicked intentions towards us. He prays for deliverance in Psalms 59 verse 2. And we can pray for deliverance as well. He says, deliver me from the works, workers of iniquity, from those who do intentional sin, and save me from these bloody men. And then remember that despite the fact that you are praying for God to protect you against these people who intentionally harm you, that God understands your pain. He knows what you're going through. Psalms 56 verse 8, David prays and he says, You have kept account of my tossings around on my bed. You have put my tears in a bottle. Are they not written down in your book? You see, God sees the the intentional sins that people commit against you. He does not let it go unnoticed. As a matter of fact, he goes further in verse 9 of Psalms 56 and he says, God knows what's happening to you. He says, Then my enemies will turn back in the day when I call upon the Lord, for the Lord knows me, um, and God is for me. And and I want you to, to realize this today, that when people come and they intentionally hurt you, when you feel the emotional pain and you cry and you hurt, the Lord writes down that hurt. He notices it. And as a matter of fact, the Lord will do what he needs to do in order to deal with those people, because God is for you. As long as you keep your path pure, as long as you have taken the, uh, the log out of your own eye and you've looked whether you are doing unintentional sin or whether you are doing intentional sin. When you've done your part in loving and praying for your enemy, in warning them to come back, um, God is for you and he will not abandon you. And we need to learn to trust the Lord like David did. In Psalms 56 verse 3, he says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God who whom I praise, in God I trust. I will not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long, they injure me. They are the cause of my injure. All their thoughts are against me for evil, he says. They stir up strife. They lurk. They watch my steps and they wait to take my life. And he says in verse 7, he says, for their iniquity, will they escape? In other words, uh, you know, despite the fact that they're doing all of these things, they are sinning in purposefully and do they think that they're going to escape? In wrath, cast down these people, O God. In other words, he's, he's, he's praying to the Lord to say, Lord, I'm not going to take revenge on them, but you, dear 
deal with them according to your mercy and justice, the way that you know how to deal with it. And in Psalms 28 verse 3, um, David recommends that we leave these, these people in the hands of the Lord. He says, draw me not away with the wicked and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but there is mischief in their hearts. In other words, he's saying, Lord, you deal with them. Don't let me become like them. Don't let me now start doing intentional sins towards them because they have hurt me. And a lot of us get involved in this kind of thing, a kind of tit for tat, you know, you hurt me on purpose. Well, I'm going to hurt you on purpose so that you can understand how much it hurts. David is saying, yeah, don't get drawn away in this kind of behavior. Don't become a tit for tat person. When you hit me, I hit you. Um, Jesus said, you know, turn the other cheek. And, and what this really means is it means that don't get involved in their evil ways. Um, and remember that the evil will not triumph over you. Those who commit intentional sins will not triumph. Psalms 41 verse 11, David is still speaking to the Lord. He says, but this I know that you favor me because my enemies does not triumph over me. You see, there's a verse that says, you know, we might be cast down, but we are not completely destroyed or crushed. Um, we need to learn to keep our integrity. Psalms 41 verse 12, David says, as for me, you uphold me in my integrity and set before me your face forever. In other words, what we should be concentrating on when other people are intentionally harming us is in remaining in, in our integrity in not allowing us to be drawn away into their wickedness and getting involved in a tit for tat that, that we should keep the lord before our face and and pray to him and ask him to help us and and then of course also not to hang around people who commit intentional sins psalm 6 verse 8 david prays and he says depart from me all ye workers of iniquity for the lord hath heard my voice and my weeping in other words he's saying you know um you guys who do all these things intentionally don't don't hang around with them don't don't let them be around you you make your self-scares. You see, the thing is, is that what we really need to realize in all of this, and, and, and it really comes out in a beautiful saying by Samuel Johnson, where he says, it is better to suffer wrong than to do it. In other words, it's better to, to, to let people hurt you, or, or I wouldn't say let people hurt you, but to, to suffer when people do hurt you than you to become involved in intentional sin towards them as well. And it says, it, it, and happier to be sometimes cheated than not to trust. In other words, he's saying, you know, trust in the Lord. Don't not trust in God that he will, he will deal with these people, um, despite the fact that these people do cheat you from time to time. Remember when you set out boundaries, when you go to people, and you tell them what they're doing is wrong. Initially, um, you know, you share what is hurting you. You share the wrongs that they are, they are doing. But the, the, the fact of the matter is when we do this, some of them are not going to respond in the right way. Some will be saved and some will come to repentance, but some will not. We should not fret ourselves over those who do not listen. We should follow the steps that the Bible has outlined in, in dealing with these people. Look at the story in the life of King Saul versus King David. King Saul was rebuked by the prophets. He was rebuked by Samuel and said, you are doing intentional sin. Go back. Don't keep doing this. But Saul hardened his heart and he went into a full-scale rebellion and we know how that ended up. But then we see the life of King David where when he came and he was rebuked by the prophet Nathan for his intentional sins, he repented in, 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 in sackcloth and ashes. He, he, he repented. He was never the same again, though. however. But what we are seeing here is we see that people will not always respond when they are rebuked for their intentional sins. They will not always turn away from it. But we need to keep our side clean. We need to... We we 
need to do the things that the Lord recommends for us. And, and, and remember that when you stand up for wrong, when you, when you tell people that what they're doing is not right towards you, um, once you have done it, you know, don't keep nagging. Don't keep, you know, throwing it in their faces. Um, because when we do this, it's like intentionally standing in front of an execution squad, you know, waiting for, for them to shoot at us. So it, 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 is, it, it is a difficult thing to, to, to tell people what they're doing is wrong. But once you have done it, leave them in the hands of the Lord. The Bible says, if they do not turn from their ways, you have done your part to tell them what they're supposed to do. You have warned them that they have done an unintentional sin and now they're moving into intentional sin. You have taken them to two or three people. You've brought them before the church. Leave them in the Lord's hands and let the Lord deal with them further. My prayer for you is that although it is difficult to deal with intentional sin, although it sometimes hurts, that we will continue in the Lord's mercy and that we will keep our integrity and that we will not be drawn away with the wicked in their wicked ways. May God bless you. The Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at eight AM. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.